This is the Learn Lead Podcast with your hosts, Tony V and Landon Arcangelo, coming to you with exclusive access inside the lives of some of the world's most successful leaders. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast. Landon and I had the pleasure of interviewing a former Division I football player and now an up-and-coming entrepreneur from the Long Island, New York area. He's owned a gym for about five years now, and he's all about giving back to the local community. He recently opened up a Mexican grill called Curbside and additionally has a meal prep service in which he allows people to reach their nutritional goals without the hassle of cooking for themselves. As you'll come to learn, he's all about helping others, and that's a huge byproduct of his success. Dive in with us for the next 40 minutes or so and learn a little bit more about our guest, Mike Lisi. Make sure you stay tuned until the end as Mike is doing a huge promo for anyone who likes and subscribes to the podcast. We want to apologize in advance for the shitty audio on the interview due to some technical difficulties, but we've got it all figured out. Really hope you guys enjoy. Mike Lisi. What's up, man? Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you taking the. uh, I really appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the three-minute drive down (laughs) down the block to come to the studio and uh, come do our first one, man. Appreciate you. Uh, For those that don't know, I've known Mike for a little bit. Been working out at his gym for a little bit. But uh, Mike, if you don't mind, just giving us a kind of synopsis about who you are. Tell Landon a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, of course. So um, just uh, you know, from the beginning, uh, pretty much um, my whole life, I played football, and that's like my that was like my main passion in life. I played since I was four years old. I uh, went through some adversity to finally earn um, you know, a scholarship to play at Stony Brook University. And um, after that, I uh, you know I played for about 22 years straight. So after that, I kind of had like a – I was like, shit, like, what am I going to do? Because, you know, football is over. And that's all I knew my whole life. And then, um, you know, once that happened, I kind of just – you know, my, my brother-in-law – well, at the time, he was my sister's uh, boyfriend. Uh, asked me to pretty much, you know – open up a gym with him and I was like, you know, not like too crazy about it at first, but then as we got going, we just pretty much got going and, you know, it's been five years strong right now. So it's pretty crazy, but, um, you know, he's a great business partner to have and, you know, we've been doing a gym together for five years now. So Awesome. So what kind of, uh, gave you a little bit of inspiration to get that gym started? You needed that little extra bump. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so like yourself. at that time I had like some options, like luckily, you know, I was very fortunate to have an option. Like my dad, had a business for um i guess 15 plus years it was he had a beer distributor okay, so cool. um it was in long beach and it was a really successful one and um pretty much like i didn't have like he never actually offered it to me but it was definitely there if i you know if i wanted to because he was in the retiring stages yep so you know at that point like it was like he never pushed me towards that he kind of almost pushed me away from it like you know nonchalantly pushed me away from it so at that point I decided like, you know, and it was kind of pushed from him to just, you know, follow my passion and follow what I want to do. Cause I've been training and training young athletes since I was like really 13, 14 years old, helping my trainer. So, yeah. and, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that he did that for me because, you know, it turned out great so far. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. So was it more the gym or the, the business aspect that kind of put you into that kind of tore you into that role? What, what's the, what's the vehicle that you wanted to yeah. use to get to success? Yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, the gym, it was, at first it was a gym. That's all I knew. I, yeah. I was like, you know, just trying to build up the gym, build it up, build it up. And then once, you know, the gym got going, you know, I realized that like, at the end of the day, my passion is really just to help people. 
And um, once I once I started like coming addicted with that, it really just grew my business even more. Awesome. So uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Mike also owns. Uh, he just opened up a, uh, a Mexican grill called Curbside. Also, uh, out the back of that, he does a uh, a meal prep service called New You Eats. Definitely check that out. Really good food. So uh, what was kind of the inspiration behind opening up Curbside and uh, what do you want to do with that? Yeah, so uh, at that point, uh, so that was uh, that was last November. So that was November of 2018, that was. Uh, me and my friend Evan, Evan owns Avaligri Kitchen in Franklin Square. Okay. Um, he owns that one and we've been buddies for the last like six years. And pretty much, you know, when I got to the point where you know, the gym was, you know, it's not nowhere near running on its own, but it's definitely running more without me there and things like that. Yeah. I want to, you know, kind of expand myself a little bit. And I always wanted to get into the restaurant and you know, industry, but I didn't know when I wanted to do that. But yeah. kind of just like we were talking and talking, we saw us do a taco place. So I messaged my, my friend Ryan and you know, Ryan was down with it and he brought his brother Brandon along. So it's all four of us. So yeah, 25% so you- owner of that. And um, it's going good. It's going good so far, but open for about five months right now. Gotcha. So uh, could you mind, do you mind explaining kind of the uh, the logistics that kind of came into play in, into opening up the restaurant business? Because it's great. Restaurant business is awesome. It's cool opening up a business, but there's obviously a lot of things that go into it. So. Yeah, no. So it was a lot. So it was a lot of work in the beginning. Um, we were, you know, we pretty much renovated the whole entire place. Um, my partner, my partner, Brandon did a lot of the work because um, uh, he was pretty much out of work at the time. I had the gym, Evan had the restaurant and his brother, Ryan, my other partner was working at a, at, um, at a hotel in New York city. Okay. So he was doing that, you know, most of the work, but we were all there, you know, giving a hand and, you know, I obviously financially invested into the, into the property. And um, it was it was a lot, but you know it came a long way, and we finally, you know, got it going. And you know, the place looks awesome. And you were there the other day with us, so you know, the place looks awesome, and I'm happy the way it's going so far. So, like, who works for you at the gym, and uh, what kind of guys do you train? What kind of athletes do you train? So I started. So it's funny you asked. So I started out with like just like sports performance. So like pretty much a lot of like young kids, uh, which I still do. A lot of young kids, a lot of high school kids, and um, you know. Uh, that pretty much built my, like the backbone of the business in the beginning. But then I realized, you know, um, you know, I actually had fun training adults and, uh, we grew an adult population right now and it's growing, growing, growing. That's like our main focus right now, almost in, in terms of marketing and stuff like that. But we're pretty much overall like 50, 50, but in the marketing sense, we're definitely growing, you know, growing the adults more. So. Nice. Nice. And so like you see yourself penetrating that market a little bit more probably like the adult market and moving away from athletes. Or do you see yourself just no. kind of growing it all together? So yeah, growing it all together. So, um, you know, the athlete thing was always worth the mouth in the town because I was a big football player in the town, whatever, you know, stuff like that. So that kind of just like grew organically. And, um, the, um, the adult thing, we're just kind of targeting it more now, like marketing wise. So I think it will be 50, 50 forever, but, um, but who knows? Like, Cause there's a big need for like 40 year olds plus that need training, uh, in terms of pain and feeling better and stuff like that. So that's what we're really hitting. And people love it. And I love training them. They're always leaving the gym with a smile. So nothing better than that. I was going to ask, what are your thoughts like on just the gym industry in general? Like I've heard and sat with some gym people that own gyms and have built these sports performance places. And like you hear that these planet fitness or fitness places are trying to take over and this and that, and they're stealing clients away left and right. What are, what are your, what's your take on that whole, that whole world that's coming up? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's always there's there's always competition out there. I mean, there's actually you know Planet Fitness and all that stuff too. But around my gym, there's like eight in like a mile radius around my gym that are like private gyms like mine. So I, I, that's pretty pretty crazy. But you know, the more gyms that I hear opening, I mean, I think it's better for the industry, honestly. And I you know I always try to help 
and I try to help people out too with that. I don't even like I don't even care because the more the better for me. But um, in terms of you know, keeping us on top, we look we focus on building a better culture inside of our gym. That's very strong. So like people that come to our gym. Um, they know everybody that goes there. Um, they, they know how much we truly, me and my partner, John, truly care about our clients. You know, John's like the best partner ever. And uh, he's been a huge help in terms of, you know, building the culture with me. So, so it's like you and John, and then you guys have people below you guys that are basically training yeah. people while running the business yeah, by your way. Exactly. Yeah. So we have a bunch of trainers below us. We have about six or seven right now. And because um, we have a bunch of clients and it's growing well. So um, that's my next step now is like I'm taking on bigger tasks for the business. So I'm kind of growing myself a little bit more out of the day to day of being there. However, I'm working on the higher tasks like marketing and all that stuff that has to be done in order to grow the business to a higher level. Because if I'm in the gym for you know 15 hours, 16 hours a day, which I was every day for the first like three, four years, there's no there's no time of me being able to think about the gym from outside of the gym for ideas to grow it bigger. So that's what we kind of, that's what I've been focusing on more. Um, John's doing more of the sessions. I mean, that's what he's great at too. He's really good at that. And, you know, he engages with people and, you know, I kind of, I love coaching. I, I'll always coach, but definitely coach a little bit less. So I can focus on the business more. Yeah. So uh, basically a little bit of background of how I met Mike. I was actually, I was in the market looking for a place to train because of the fact that well, like we were talking about before the corporate gyms, they don't allow you to have outside trainers. And so I was training for baseball. My mom was like, Hey, there's a guy that lives down the block. Mikey owns a gym. You should definitely try and connect with him. I uh, kind of went over there, trained by myself for the first time, saw the way he goes about his business. And it's, it was awesome to see the way he gives back to everyone. It, he doesn't run it like it's just all it's, it's profit over people. No, it's all people over over the profit. It's obviously he's running a business, but he's there to actually he's putting blood, sweat and tears into these people to actually establish relationships with them, especially around the local community in the high school, which is great because now he's got a great self-image. People want to work with him. And he's doing what he loves. So that uh, that transition kind of led me to believe. I said, wow, I like the way this guy's going about business. Let me kind of gauge his mindset, see if he wants to come on and talk to us a little bit. Saw that he was uh, that he opened some new ventures. So I definitely wanted to get him on to to see what's going on with that. So with that being said, you mind talking a little bit about uh, New You Eats? That's kind of a new uh, yeah, new venture you're yeah, going into. Yeah, of course. That's like the freshest in my mind right now, actually, because, uh, well, today's Friday. So Friday is like all of our orders are in by Friday. So we get orders like right now, like we started out, like we started out about eight weeks ago and um, every week's growing, growing, growing. We didn't have a website, so we don't even have one yet. We're building it right now because there's a lot of work to put into it. Yep. So we didn't think it would grow this fast. So all of the orders are coming in through like Instagram messages and like text messages right now. But we had about 40 orders last week and um, over like 400 meals. So it's pretty crazy that we're at that level right now. So how it works is, you know, orders are in by Friday. On Saturday, we pick up the food, so we know exactly how much we have. We have it all calculated out, so we're never wasting anything, really. A little bit, but not as much as we um, thought we would in the beginning. And then uh, Sunday mornings, we get in there early, like 6 a.m., and we grind for about six hours, and uh, we make all the meals, and then people pick them up, and that's how that's how it works. So it's, you know, people love it so far, so I'm excited about that, and we've been able to help people reach, like, their weight loss goals and just by, you know, and we're making a profit off it. So it's like, it's you know it's two it's two pluses in you know in one you know one situation so yeah what I find cool about that. that is the uh, the intimate relationship you're able to create with every client yeah obviously the the goal is to get it bigger to where it's not going to be as easy to uh, to sustain those relationships yeah. but you're truly trying to give back and when you actually 
genuinely try and get back without expecting anything in return, that's when things finally come on to you. I mean, that's what that's what grew the gym. I mean, I just like like in the beginning with the gym, that mindset that we had of pretty much just like, you know, it, you can't think about dollar signs and stuff like that. Because in the first year I was, because I mean, you open up a business, you want to make sure it's going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Once I figured out that this is really what I love to do either way, the business grew. So like, right, when you, when you give back to people and you really give your full effort, you know, towards people, good things come your way. And that's, you know, and that's what happened. And luckily we were able to, you know, keep that going, but there's always pressure to just keep it going, keep it going and keep on growing. Because um, right now we're actually, I mentioned it to Anthony, we had lunch last week. Um, we're expanding the gym right now. So we're doubling the space of our gym, doubling the rent. So that means, you know, obviously we have to make up for that some way. And, and we're making efforts to do to, to uh, do so. Yeah, I'm hyped. It's going to look sick. And Len, anything else to uh, to add on the, the business aspect of things? Are your plans like long term? Are you trying to integrate some of your businesses? Like, for example, like you, you have people at your training and stuff like that, and you have this this uh, food delivery service. Are you thinking about trying to like implement your clients to get on some meal plans to kind of deliver stuff to them? Is that a thing that that I missed? That did you already say that? Or actually, yeah, I mean, our clients right now from the gym are probably about like fifty percent of the uh, of the new eats. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure, and they get like a ten percent discount, so it's good. Like, like for them, they can order like up to like you know, well, however, however many they want, but if they get like say like you know, 20 meals in an order, they can get that for like a, around like $140, something like that, with, you know, good solid meals. You know, if you do the math, you know, it's really not that much. Does that come down to, you know, $6 a meal, something like that? So it's awesome, you know? Yep. You know? Piggybacking off of that, with that being said, stay tuned towards the end. We're going to show you how to get a promo of how to get a certain percentage off on all uh, all of Mike's business ventures. So definitely stay tuned till the end. Yep. What advice do you have for somebody – that's trying to get into well, first the the gym business. If you for some guy who's sitting there saying, or guy or girl sitting there saying, "Hey, I want to get into the gym business. I want to start a gym." What do you say to that person, advice wise? I'm sure you've been through massive hurdles and you've hit a ton of roadblocks and busted through them. Like, what's your advice to 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 people in the in the shoes of you know where you five years ago essentially? Yeah, it's funny you ask because actually, like the last two weeks, I had two people come into the gym uh, to observe the gym and like they're looking to open up a gym. So like I'm trying to like consult with them a little bit about opening up a gym. So I'm actually start. That's my end goal with everything. I want to be able to consult people on what to do after, you know, doing all this stuff for years. So, but um, what I, you know, what I'm telling some people now is, you know, just be ready to put in work. You know, you got to put in, a, you know, a serious amount of work. I mean, even though I'm not at the gym as much as I am, and I'm still there over mm-hmm. 60 hours a week. So I'm still there a lot, but um, even though I'm not there as much as I was in the beginning, I'm still doing work constantly, constantly, constantly. So, just be ready to buckle down and work hard like anything else. Nothing's going to come easy and there's going to be a lot of hurdles and um, don't let head trash get in your way. So there's going to be bad days right. and good days. That's a, I mean, that's what, that's what any entrepreneur would know. There's going to be days where you're like, like, uh, like, you know, like screw this. I don't want to do this. Like, this is really tough. Like, you know, I didn't make too much money this week, but then the next week you make like, you know, so much money. You're like, Oh, I love this. And then like, you know, the clients are saying, you know, things are going great. There's just going to be a lot of ups and downs. Some clients are going to complain. You just got to kind of like provide a great service and really try to help people along the whole way and document and systemize mm-hmm. as much as you can. That makes it easier well, for you. So you don't have stuff all over the place. You know, it's, 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 it seems simple opening up a gym in the beginning, but then it's like, you know, when you get up to 200 clients, you know, you think it's not going to be a problem. When you have 200 clients, you got to track their billing. There's a lot of things, weigh-ins. There's a lot of stuff, you know. I was saying, because, you know, I have a girlfriend too, uh, Nina, you know, she's awesome. And when we hang out on the weekends, I get some text messages and stuff from clients. But I was trying to explain to her, like, you know, if I have 200 plus clients at my gym, 
and they all text me for about five minutes or email me for five minutes of the day. That takes up a lot of time, you know, almost a full day. So like, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. So just buckle down and just be ready for the work ahead. Uh, but you definitely make it work. That's for sure. Did you find that you had friends and stuff coming to you in the very beginning and you had to kind of either tell them no or be tough on them and like, you know, I don't know if you lost friendships, but I've heard stories where, you know, you're starting a gym or you're starting a small business and people are trying to almost take advantage of your success early on. Is that, did that, did you experience any of that or was that? Take advantage in what way? In what so, way like, exactly? so like, for example, I, I, I know a guy who started a sports performance uh, place and he's around our age as well. And he's been in it for about three or four years. Definitely a good a guy that I'll get you in touch with. Cool, cool dude. Yeah, but he was sure. telling me, you know, like he did a sports performance thing. He was a football guy himself, had a ton of, you know, college guys coming in there, guys that he grew up with that are, you know, playing at, at the division one level, essentially coming back, you know, a little bit of an ego. And they're like, hey, like, you know, you're my boy. Can I train here for free? Have you have you effaced that? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's gonna come. That's gonna come for the whole time. But especially in the beginning, it's gonna come a lot. Especially, you know, mm-hmm. I had that too. And you know what? To be honest with you. In the beginning, like I wasn't that experienced with everything. So I did, you know, I, I've trained tons of people for free in the beginning, you know, and that's, you know, something I think you got to kind of do that in the beginning because I mean, I get some experience out of it. So it's not completely for free. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting something out of it myself. Because that's how I looked at it. And, um, you know, the more good you do to people in the beginning, the more good's going to come back to you. So I think that really helped me out in the beginning. But you got to get to a point where it's like, yeah, this is a business. So like we're at that point now for sure where it's like, you know, Nobody's training for free now because, you know, time is valuable and that's how we make our living. You know, some people forget that, but um, for sure, that definitely happened in the beginning, but uh, no lost friendships or anything like that. Everything was was pretty smooth. So. All right. So, Mike, uh, can you talk a little bit of how like, you kind of built your team and uh, your partners within this whole thing and how you went about the whole uh, selection process of who's going to be with me on my journey in this? For, for the gym or for? Uh, just for all your ventures in general. It doesn't have to go super specific, just okay. uh, kind of how you built your team because obviously team is a, team's a huge aspect. Well, yeah, so for the for the gym right now, like for the gym only right now, we're building we're building our team currently right now. So we're really trying to, and that's like, that's what I'm learning now. So I'm like, that's like, in the beginning of the gym business, I would look up like a study constantly about pretty much like, you know, how I could become a better trainer science-wise, studying every single day, I would set apart an hour of my time, mark it off, time it, and study an hour and get better as a trainer. But now it's like, for me, I have to be get better at teaching trainers. So that's what I'm trying to do for my for my, for my my gym business. Um, I'm trying to be a better coach to my trainers and make sure that they're on the same level as me and put in the same effort as me and try to have them care for the clients as much as I do and John does. So that's what we're really working on now. So you would you recommend, so I guess I'm assuming you're probably a little biased towards starting a restaurant with a team over just kind of going and, you know, running in and diving in head first by yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, if I was, if I didn't have the gym, I think I would feel comfortable doing it. I mean, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if you fail, you fail. I mean, same with the restaurant now. If I fail, I fail. Oh, man. It is what it is. I mean, I, you know, I, we still could fail. We're only open five months, so there's definitely failure. Failure mm-hmm. is still definitely there. Uh, we didn't do anything yet, really, in my eyes. So, I mean, it is what it is. I would definitely be open to doing it myself if I didn't have the gym. I had time. So you got you got all this stuff going on. How, how's your how's your family with you? They support you. They you have your, your father. I know was a kind of a into some real estate, and it's pretty pretty big in that world. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. I mean, my my family can't be. Uh, they have to be with me because my dad pretty much, you know, and, and, you know, put this all on me pretty much. Um, you know, not that, not intentionally, I just kind of followed mm-hmm. his footsteps. So, uh, when he was 17, he, um, he, uh, got his own coffee truck. He would drive to the Bronx every morning, like 2 a.m. He would get there, 
you know, in time with, you know, good food for construction workers and he would sell it to them and he would, he made a killing off that. So he tells me, and I believe it obviously. Um, and then, you know, after that, he opened up a little bodega in like Harlem or something like that. And it was, it was very successful. He made good money off it. And then he got, um, he got held up over there. So he moved out of there and he, um, went to Long Beach and then Long Beach opened up his beer distributor and he started that. And then off of, off of, after that business grew, he bought real estate. He made some very good financial moves and I'm just kind of, just kind of sure. following his footsteps, you know, but, um, I don't think like what he did, like the beer business and stuff was what he actually wanted to do. It's kind of what he like had to do for our family and for us to have success. So I think that's why he kind of pushed me to do like what I wanted to do. And I thank him for that, obviously, because, you know, I'm able to, you know, get financial success, you know, hopefully in my future, you know, and, and, you know, I obviously love what I do. Just a, just a side note to the, to the failure thing. I genuinely believe in the per person that Mike Lisi is. So not saying that you are going to fail at all. Well, we're all going to fail at some point, yeah. but if your businesses do end up failing, you're going to find a way to make it succeed no matter what. So it doesn't matter what business venture it goes into. It's all about the person behind the whole, the whole thing. So it's not about the product. It's about the person in mind. 100% like your daily your daily habits I feel like like are there any daily habits your your father had or your mom or your mom had that kind of passed down to you like I'm sure like from hearing your story you know like your father was very entrepreneurial and he, he kind of worked hard and took his risks and that seems to be kind of the path that you're going on and do, have you seen that there's any habits that you have in your life that you kind of implement day to day that that have have kind of came down through the through the lineage I mean, I, I don't know if I like copy any of his habits. I just think like, you know, his main habit I copied was pretty much just working your ass off. I mean, that's what he did. And that's kind of just, I just, I, I didn't know anything else besides working your ass off. So that's what I definitely just took about. But for me personally, I've been starting some daily habits. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I wake up and I, you know, I just try to, um, you know, start a positive, positive day. So like I no longer have my phone next to me when I sleep. All right. So when I, go to bed now i put my alarm on i put it away from me so when that alarm's off i'm up and at it no matter what i'm just going because the first the first move of your day has got to be positive and um you know that's that's been huge for me and that's just a daily habit i've been doing um every and then for the business wise like every friday now i'll go with my um social media manager that i hired for for the gym uh joe champion we've been going to starbucks and we've been spending five hours there no matter what getting work done for the gym so like, i have habits built in for sure. I and mean, that's, that's it. And, and they've helped, you know, run me through that. What's your, what's the relationship like with that, with that social media guy? Do you guys, you guys been together for a while and like, what's your strategy towards growing the business and, and spending that time? Like how, how do you spend that time when you're at that Starbucks? Like, what are you doing with that, with that whole relationship? Well, well, it all stems down. So about, uh, I was telling Anthony this, so about um, eight months ago, I hired um, uh, a business mentor pretty much for the gym. So it's really a gym business mentor. His name is Vince Gabriel. He has a great gym in New Jersey. Um, they do like 1.7 million a year, their gym. It's a crazy gym. They really, you know, know how to run a gym. So I invest, you know, a good amount of money per month, you know, into this program. And it's a, it's a group of about 60 trainers from around the country uh, that own gyms just like me. And we just kind of bounce and share ideas off each other. And um, like a think tank. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's honestly the best thing ever. And since I've joined, we grew like crazy. Um, and you know, there's a lot of tasks that I have to get done from that group that will help grow the gym. And it was just too much on my plate. So, um, I hired Joe about a couple of months ago and it's, it's been great. And we've been able to like delegate some tasks and he's been doing some great work. So I know he's met. So like you asked about the relationship, he's been my friend since we were, I don't know, maybe like six years old. We've been playing like CYO basketball together. So, yeah. 
He has a marketing degree from um, from Hofstra University. Right, so he's he's like a day one guy. Yeah. He came in with you day one into the business, or no, 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 not day one the business. No, he just started up with that stuff like two months ago, actually. But yeah, yeah. You kind of give us an idea, like as you were talking about, he's he's kind of somewhat of a mentor for you, correct? For for your business, Vince, yeah, Vince, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. So, can you kind of share your thoughts on like how important it is to have a mentor so that? You no longer have to just fail on your own. You have someone who's failed already and you can learn from that. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is this guy, like a lot of those mentors, chips out there and stuff like that. These guys just kind of are like mentors, but they don't like, so this guy owns a gym. Like he yeah, has fake Instagram. He has, exactly. Like, there's a ton guys, of them yeah. out there, but like, this guy has a gym and it's very successful. It's a, it's a known thing, you know? So that's like, that made me feel very comfortable. Yeah, you know? for sure. If without that, I probably wouldn't join. Mm -hmm. But, um, definitely a big investment which scared me at first but like i made back that investment times like five in the first month so i was like oh shit like this is awesome yeah. like you know and it's just a great group of people like you know like-minded entrepreneurs that really want to better themselves you know and they're not accepting average they want to be the best they can be awesome definitely recommend you uh everyone out there try and get some type of mentor let yourself onto someone that you want to see yourself becoming so that you can you can learn from his mistakes and you don't have to kind of fail all the time on your own you're still going to fail, but he could kind of teach you how to take a little bit of shortcut to get to the path that he's at. So with that being said, Mike, I know you were talking about how you still spend 60 hours a week at the gym. Now you've got two other business ventures. What do you do to kind of manage your time and your stress and uh, how schedule oriented are you? Yeah, so I've become more schedule oriented as much as I can. I, like my life is kind of all over the place, but I've become very much more, um, you know, like and what I do, what I've added in this year was uh, once a week, no matter what, I have my own. I'm a stretch therapist, too, so I do stretch, stretching on like a stretching table at my gym. I hire my own stretch therapist. Um, she stretches me once a week. I actually got it done this morning, and um, it's awesome. My name's Rebecca. She's she's great. Um, and she, you know, even, even if it doesn't feel good to stretch, which it does every time, I just feel like a mental relief after that hour of just kind of sitting there and just relaxing for an hour. So that's definitely one thing I've added in, and it's been great so far. Um, and then like every, um, Friday, this is from my mentor, Vince, you know, encouraging me to do this. Um, I have, a, a freedom session. So what I do is pretty much for like 20 minutes, um, after I'm done with my work, I'll write down like, you know, I want to clock for 20 minutes and I'll write down what I need to get done or what's been on my mind from the week before I write it down on paper and I'll keep it there. So I'm, for the weekend, I'm kind of, you know, clear headed, even though I still work on the weekends, but I'm clear headed with all the tasks and stuff kind of going on in my mind. And I'll revisit that on, on Sunday night or Monday morning. And I'll kind of just try to bang out two or three of those tasks for the next week and just try to knock it out. So I'm constantly progressing in my, in my life and in my business. That's awesome. I think that's something everyone should definitely take away. Do some type of somewhere where you can sit down and really just de-stress your life for a little bit. Sit down and really think about what's, what the task ahead is instead of just letting everything flow and understanding, you know, oh, I got a lot of stuff going on. But let's just take it and simplify it a little bit. With that being said, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Yeah. You you read, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one book. Give me one book that everyone has to read right now. One book. Um, I don't know. I'm reading. I'm reading it ten time right now. The the ten time rule. Uh, it's really good. Uh, so I, I I really like it, but I'm not done with it yet. Um, but I think this other one by Dale Carnegie, uh, how to win people and how to how to influence and win people over. It's something along those lines. That book, was, book. that book was awesome. Yep. You, you read that, Landon? Yeah. So that book was awesome. Yeah. Um, it's got to be at the top. Um, it's just it's just really, especially in my business, you know, how to win people and influence people, you know, with sales and stuff like that. It really helped me. And then um, 
I guess that's the top one. It's tough to pick one, but I, yeah, I, yeah, I, sorry, I, I, I guess to, that's the top one. To throw you in the fire. Oh, that's fine. There's like, there's like seven principles in that book, and yeah. I'm, I'm actually in the middle of reading it, and I've gotten through like four out of the seven, and I'm already like mind blown yeah. by some stories. Yeah. Because this guy runs through the book, and he, he talks about you know, people that have been essentially legendary throughout time and the way they carried themselves and the principles they carried themselves through. And it's crazy to, to see, like, you'll hear these stories. You're talking about, you know, hundreds of years ago, you know, back to Abe Lincoln, back beyond him, his time. And the principles that these that these guys and, and girls were following still can be applied to today. Right. And you see successful people doing that still today. Without a doubt. It's, it's crazy how from back then to now it relates. And it's actually, it's kind of the same it's really the, the you know the same recipe. It's just how you go about it. Exactly. You know? Just keeping it as simple as possible without overthinking mm-hmm. everything. Stop being a mind reader and just understand yourself and be self-aware and just keep grinding and winning daily. A guy that I was uh, actually listening to at a conference the other day, he was saying, I don't make annual resolutions. I just win daily. Yeah. I mean, I, I make daily goals and I win daily because that compounds. I don't know if you ever read the compound effect, either of you guys. Uh, so my partner read that actually. My partner Ryan read that. He's been telling me to read that. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, highly so. recommend it. So it's just basically a, a quick overview of how it everything you do, no matter what, if it's positive or bad, creates a habit that down the road is going to compound down, and you're going to bear the fruit of it, regardless if it's good or not. So that's why everyone has to focus on just winning small every day, and that'll eventually compound into something. Because obviously, as an entrepreneur, you can attest the fact that. Things weren't so great in the beginning, right? No, that's it's, there, it's, there was a bunch. There was way more bad days than good days, at least for the first year. Um, you know, just just guessing, like you're thinking, like you know, what's going on? Like, am I wrong doing this? Am I wrong? You know, I've probably done a ton of wrong, you know, wrong actions and things, you know, in terms of business. But you know, you learn from it. So it's really at the end of the day, it's really not a wrong. It's really just a you know a learning experience, and you kind of better yourself for the future. Exactly. So, so you, you like in the beginning, you just kind of got to, would you agree? You just kind of, kind of eat shit for a little bit. And yeah, for, sh- for sure. For sure. And it's more like, it's more inside your head because people from the outside see it as, oh, like you have a business, like you have this gym and stuff like that. Like you have people coming in and out of the doors, but yeah, like you don't know the overhead costs, you don't know the stress, you don't know the hours that's, that's put into it. So uh, it's really just inside your head and it's, it's, it's tough to, to manage that sometimes, but I've definitely gotten better at it and it's enabled me to be more successful. Yeah, awesome. That's, that's that's good stuff. So, Mike, obviously, you got a lot of business ventures going on. How do you go about building your team and building a trust factor and selecting who those people are to kind of go through those ventures with you? Yeah, so with the restaurant, it kind of just happened on the fly. So me and my friend Evan, who owns the Greek place of Lee in Franklin Square, he had the restaurant for a while. So we were like the the first two with the, you know, with the taco idea of, you know, open up a Mexican place. And then um, the first person we both thought of was our friend Ryan, who's you know, in the hosp- in the um, hospitality industry, and you know, he worked in a hotel in the uh, in the city. So um, uh, that was, you know, he's he's great at at what he does. He's great at greeting people and customer service stuff like that. So we thought he would be a perfect fit for us. And then he, you know, invited his brother Brandon to join along, and it was he's the best addition we could have made to the team. So it's really all four of us. You know, make a great team. We get along with each other. We're all hardworking, and uh, we delegate tasks together. And it's it's really been successful so far. That's awesome. So yeah, Mike was also talking about how he's 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 all about giving back, and he's actually creating new job opportunities for people. He's got obviously he's got some chefs, he's got his partners that he yeah. worked with. So there's a lot of there's a lot of more giving that he's doing back. What's your uh, what's your crew looking like for the the new you? Uh, obviously, I know it stems from the curbside. Yeah, side. well, yeah, no, it, no, it does. But we we're I was I was it's funny because I was sitting back the other day and I was like, wow, like it's pretty cool. Like you know, we have like four full time you know chefs in curbside. 
have like six to seven part-time trainers. So like I'm, you know, and, you know, pretty much creating job opportunities for a lot of people and, you know, for families. And that, that makes me feel good. You know, I'm helping people out that way. And um, for the for the new you, we're actually hiring two people this week to come in, in there with us and learn the whole system of it so we can teach them and kind of systemize some things because we have to. Because if or for us to grow, we can't keep on cooking ourselves. We have to, you know, teach the process to somebody else. And um doesn't mean we're going to, you know, not put the work in. We're going to put the work in, you know, in terms of teaching them. Yeah. So, so basically you're, you're going to just grind on stuff for a while and then eventually try and figure out a way to automate that so that you're not, you're not putting all your focus into that. Exactly. That's what makes sense. Right? Exactly. What's the, what's the biggest challenge that you and your partners and you and yourself individually have faced, not only in the restaurant business, but just overall, what's the biggest challenge you've had with your employees? Um, not only in the restaurant, but in, in both businesses, you said just in much. general, in general, well, but, but to, I start with the restaurant, start with the restaurant and then talk about it, about the gym afterwards. So, so for the restaurant, I can't speak too much on just because I'm not there day to day. The restaurant's Brandon and Ryan put in, you know, the gritty hours of that job. And, you know, I'm trying to you mm -hmm. know help as much as I can in that restaurant, but I was more the financial guy in the beginning of that. So, but, um, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough finding workers that are going to stay and be comfortable with you, but and, you know, it's, it's, but for the gym, you know, what my main focus is, is to teach these, teach these people to care about the clients and the business as much as I do, which is, I know will never be matched, but I want it to be like, if I'm up here, I want them to be right here in terms of caring about our culture and what we created so far, because we put a lot of time and effort into it, me and John, and we want to just really keep on growing that as much as we can. So do you think that attributes to yourself being a good leader and working on your own leadership abilities so that they now want to mirror themselves after you? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, I, I think I've been a natural leader my whole life. I've been captain, you know, for all my teams, like growing up high school, even for college, you know, I was, I was captain, you know, a center. So it's like, you know, call all the shots. And um, I just kind of, I, I love being in that position. And um, I think that I'm, you know, a good leader. I like to think so. And I think people like working for me. So that's what you got to do is like, you know, want people to actually work for you and then they'll work harder for you. Awesome. So uh, with uh, with New You, I understand like on Long Island, there's so many meal prep services yeah. and like that. What kind of allowed you to overcome the obstacle of like, hey, this is going to be super hard to get into. But do you think it, you attribute it to the fact that you already have a somewhat established clientele at at the gym? That does that make it alleviates the load? That the, that and also because we have the kitchen in the restaurant. And yeah, that makes it that makes it for sure. And uh, and also it's just that 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 um, ability to not have any fear and not being scared to fail. That's really what it is. I mean, if we fail, we fail. Big deal. I don't care. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah. you know, I, I still have a gym. Problem. I have other stuff to go to. It's all right. I'll, I'll be okay. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So. And I think, I think that's what diversifies entrepreneurs over everybody else, right? Like, like the entrepreneurs, the true entrepreneurs are okay with failing. It's not a, it's not a massive fear. Like we go to school our whole lives and I just feel like there's this massive pressure to just get a secure situation. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is. There's a, look, if I didn't play, if I didn't play college football, I didn't have a scholarship to play football. I probably wouldn't have went to college. So I think I would have been completely fine without, you know, without going to college. I missed, where did you say you played, you played ball at? Uh, Stony Brook University in uh, Long Island. Oh, yeah. nice. What what year did you graduate? So uh, 2014. 2014. Yeah, I was a center. So I, yeah, I was oh, okay. pounds. Okay. I was okay. I was way more beefy, but um, yeah, and uh, that's like a leadership position. So they could naturally kind of and na and down. naturally, I'm so, sure, it transitioned into the strength and you know conditioning world. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever thought about getting into the you know being like a strength conditioning coach or anything like that for like a college or anything? I thought so at first. Like at first, I wanted to be like a football coach. That's what I wanted right, to do. Right. But um, it wasn't the time and effort that drove me away because I'm all about that. 
but there is crazy time put into it with not a lot of reward. Mm-hmm. And but that was one part. But the main part that drove me away from coaching was I'll be in New York one year doing great, fired the next year, and I'll be in California the next day. I can't do and, that. You and know, you'd I, have yeah. these coaches get hired and fired. And you yeah, and you'd yeah. be bald with a massive well, beard. Oh, well, I'm still I'm still getting there. So I'm getting there anyway. So I mean, I'm getting there too. So that's 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 gonna happen soon. But but um. You know, I can't do the traveling. That's not going to work for me if I ever want to have a family, stuff like that. I played four years of college ball at a at a Division two school in Pennsylvania. And uh, okay, cool. I think in my four years, we had three strength and conditioning coaches, all of which were bald and all had beards. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's exactly. Just, but, but there you go, though. Three different coaches. So there you go. Like, that's what yeah. it is. Like, they're hired and fired. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, what, about your, what, about your head, what about your head coaches and your assistant coaches? Probably the same thing, right? Well, yeah, well, too, so I, I was with these, I was with the, the same offensive coordinator, same quarterback coach for uh, three years. And then okay. I, I teared my ACL the year I'm supposed to be like, it's supposed to be my year that next year. Yeah. I tear my ACL yeah. like right in limbo of the seasons. And uh, they, the coaches leave to take a better opportunity. New guy comes in like the guy, but I just didn't really fit into his offense too well. So I kind of yeah. got tossed to the wayside a little bit, which, you know, it happens. It's a business. Like you, like you said, these guys are coming in like clockwork. It's like you're, you're in there two to three years and you're out. Like you, you Exactly. And that's why I, I didn't like the business side of the coaching either. Like the recruiting right. process of lying, lying to kids and stuff like that. I couldn't do that. So it's I was like, tough, you know what? It's not, it's not for me. So yeah, it's not, it's not easy. You, you kind of lose yourself within that process. <laughs> Without a doubt. So a uh, quick question for you is, is Mike Lisi, is he a coach or is he an entrepreneur? Is he a businessman? Um, I like to think I'm both, but I guess I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I don't like to like label myself as an entrepreneur, really, or you know, like say that. But I, I mean, I guess I am. Yeah, know, definitely. I have a couple of businesses and stuff like that. But like, there's a bunch of Instagram entrepreneurs out there that you know think they're entrepreneurs, but you know, you're really not. But I'm, I'm in my head. I don't think I'm an entrepreneur really yet, honestly, because. I think a true entrepreneur has has you know complete freedom, and I don't have that yet. And that's what you know what I what I'm going for. So I want to have some you know freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it, and that's what I'm that's what I'm working hard for right now. Yeah. I want to jump to just a little bit, just because of the fact that the entrepreneurs they're 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 able to get into that that gritty shit work that no one wants to do to bear that fruit yeah. at such a younger age. I mean, you're still in your your 20s, low 30s, right? Yeah, I'm 20. I'm 27. So I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Look at look at all the the yeah. stuff you've done compared to people that are going to get internships at school, going into $100,000 of debt, and now working a job $45,000 a year coming out of college and now just paying off debt for the rest of your life. You're in such a better position than they are because of the fact that you took that leap of faith. That's all it was. You weren't, in essence, better than anyone. You just believed in yourself a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What's your advice to, if anyone listening right now is in that situation Tony just said, right? They're, you know, coming out of college like this is and keep in mind, this is 70 to 80 percent, you know, of people coming out of college. They're in a lot of debt and they're taking a job making, you know, between 35 and 50,000, 55,000, 60,000, somewhere in that window. What's your advice to somebody that may be thinking about making that leap, but just hasn't yet? Well, like, first off, my advice would be like, if you're going to go to school and you're going to do that route, make sure you're working hard at it and actually, you know, going to school, going to classes setting up yourself for success. But if you're at that point where you're, you're, you know, you're done with school and you're in like, you know, hundred thousand dollars worth of that, you know, you know, at the same time, opening up a business can only cost 20 to $50,000 depending on what it is. So what is like that much more on top of what you have now, if it's something that you really want to go for and shoot for, you know, you can be successful in something that you want to do. Don't get stuck in what you have to do or you think you have to do, do something that you want to do. You'll probably be more successful for it. If you fail, 
what's the difference between being, you know, down a hundred thousand or 125,000? Seriously, what, you know, what does it no, really matter? Right. So would you advise with that being said, would you advise people, let's say you're 18 years old coming out of high school and you genuinely want to eventually build a business. Would you say go the college route or would you say, Hey, go dabble in this, go fail a little bit. And then do, do uh, yeah. If, if you're 18, I would say like, just so, uh, listen, if you're going to go to college route, go for a route that you know you're going to get a job from, like, you know, going to be a doctor, going to be a nurse, going to be a you know, physical mm-hmm. therapist, like stuff you have to go to college for. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to get not, nothing against business degrees at all by any means, but if you're going to get a business degree and not use it for anything, like, then, then what's the point of it? You know, that's that's where I, you know, that's where I don't see, it doesn't make sense. I to couldn't me. agree more with you, dude. I couldn't agree more with you. I, I, uh, I was in business school. You see the kids that go to business school and don't take advantage of it. Um, it's just, it's yeah. a waste of time. It really is. Exactly. Or, you know, or like, you know, like I have a bunch of friends that had like a social degree or something like that. And it was like, they didn't do anything with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, like they had that, but then they didn't do anything, you know, along that track, which is okay. But like, then start doing something else and, and work towards something else right away because, you have to do something, you know? So, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they, they go that route. They, they, they understand that they made the wrong decision, but then they sit there and sulk instead of worrying about like, Hey, let me just get after it now. You know, like, what am I going to do now? You're still in your twenties. Yeah. You still got another 80 years to live yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. The, the way medicine's going. Like we're all going to be living to a hundred. So like we got to freaking, we got to find a way to, to get it done now. So instead, like I could attest to this. I, I finished baseball. I didn't think that there was anything, anything else. So I, I did nothing I for like three That's, months yeah. and I was just like, well, wow, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start doing something. And so, uh, what would your advice to be that's for someone that's in that in period and like how to, how to start getting something done now? Like what, what, let's say I have, I'm totally in limbo. I don't know what I want to do with my life. What would you say for, for someone to give some advice? Just what, what would you do if you wanted to start today? Uh, just us, you know, first of all, first off, more than anything, don't worry about it so much. Like it's okay. Like you're still alive. You're still alive right now, right? So you're good. Great point. From that point on, you know, have you know, come up with a plan and try to make it work. So whether it's to you know whatever whatever it is to be or whatever you want to do, have a plan for something and then work hard at that plan. You know, envision what you want to see yourself in five or ten years, and then figure out a plan to get you there. And really, what it is is just work your ass off every day. You know, I mean, that's the best thing you can do. You know, to get there. So awesome. Well put. Thanks, Mike. So now with that being said, what's to come from Mike Lisi? Um, you know, I just, you know, just keep on working at what I'm doing right now. You know, in my eyes, like I'm not, you know, anything special or like really like, you know, like successful or something like that. I really not. Like I'm just trying to keep on pushing every day and trying to climb the ladder, climb the ladder. Um, in terms of like business wise, I really want to focus on this barbell thing right now. I think it'd be a great hit for me. Um, and then just to build my gym business, keep on building, building, building. And, you know, stay on top of the restaurant and the new eats. Just keep on, you know, growing and helping people because I think that's really important. Because when you when you give back and you help people, there's no other satisfaction like that. I mean, you could get, you know, a check for $100,000 or you could, you know, help somebody out. And, it, you know, if you really think about it sometimes, you know, it's a lot of money, but it, it feels kind of the same, you know. And that feeling of helping somebody is sometimes surpasses it. And there's nothing more, you know, um, can't think of the word for it. Nothing more fulfilling. Yeah, fulfilling. nothing more fulfilling yeah. than you know that feeling of you know helping somebody. So. Yeah, like a, like like that at that same conference I was referring to. So the guy was saying, "You want to get rich? Help other people get rich. Yeah. By helping others, you'll eventually it'll all the world will give back to you yeah. eventually because the world owes us nothing. But we gotta we gotta do what we can on our end to uh, to make that happen." I have one more question for you. 
It's I'm going to split it in half. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so talk about the restaurant. We'll talk about the gym. The first one is the gym. 10 years from now to 20 years from now, what does your business look like gym-wise? Um, I've obviously thought about this before. Uh, so, I, I, you know, right now we're in a stage of, of, like I said, doubling the gym right now. So all goes well. I'd love to have in in 10 years, I would love to have another gym. I'd love to have two mm-hmm. gyms. And then I don't think I would want to go anywhere past that, honestly. Um, I would love to kind of keep that at that. Um, the curbside restaurant, I mean, our, our our envision for that place was to, you know, hopefully make that like a chain, you know, eventually and open up a lot of those. So, I, you know, if we have financial success and we can do that, great. If we can't, it's okay, you know. But um, in terms of me personally, um, I want to have some kind of like uh, mentorship for people like me that started five years ago to help them become the best they can be and help them build a business, whether it be the gym, restaurant, whatever it is, help other people in that way. That'd be great. Like a mastermind group, like I'm in right now, my mentor, I would love to do that when I get enough experience to be able to do that enough credit to do that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good point because at your point, I I could understand that you're also at the point of saying like, Hey, why would you listen to me? Because I'm not as successful as where I want to be. So I'm not going to tell you yeah. what to do until I'm where I want to be. Like I have no credibility at this point, which is a really good point that you that you make right there. For sure. And I don't know if I'll ever get to where I want to be because, you know, I know like, I have like a soft idea in my head. Like I think mm-hmm. it would keep on. I think it's going to keep on uh, increasing as I get better. You know, I think it's going to keep on increasing like it has now. So it's like, I don't know what I'll ever be like, you know, satisfied with, with that stuff, but I'm always happy. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so that, that's the way I like to put it. I like, I'm, I'm always happily dissatisfied. So I'm always grateful for where I am, yeah. but I'm never satisfied where I am. I always want to get to where I want to be. So with that being said, a lot of people, they're always, we we're always have a negative image of a lot of a lot of things because of the fact that we're listening to people who aren't where we want to be. We're listening to people trying to tell us how to get rich and they're broke. It doesn't make fucking sense. It's crazy. So uh, there's a lot of that out there. Got to be careful. Yeah, exactly. So definitely, de- I definitely advise go get a mentor, find someone that you trust, <laughs> but make sure it's someone where you want to be and do your proper vetting, and they should do the same as well. Sorry to steal your thunder, Landon. Sorry to steal your thunder, man. Ask no, your other question. I apologize. No, no, no. That was my question, really. I was going to ask what the vision is for the restaurant too, but to add into what you guys were saying, I mean, it's so hard nowadays. Not not so hard, but it's hard nowadays to decipher like who's an imposter and who's who's a real one. Because everybody's got these phones. Everyone's got yeah. this social media and they, they get on there and they're trying to sell you to join their webinar. And next thing you know, you're clicking on the webinar and then they're trying to upsell you on like seven different things. And, and like you said, there's a lot of imposters out there. So it's, it's really hard to decipher, but I mean, it's a situation that I think over time will play itself out and uh, like everything it goes in cycles, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's easy sometimes to see the real and the fake ones that are out there because a lot of the, a lot of the real ones are, you know, busy doing work. So they're not out there posting mm-hmm. all this fancy shit and stuff like that. Like for me, like, you know, I wear a sweatpants, sweatshirt, Supreme, what's what I wear every day. I don't give a shit about that. You know, like I'm just trying to just grind every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, what's wrong with the suit? No, no, no. So like <laughs> you guys are in a different business. You guys look better for the podcast, but you do different work though. Obviously you have to look good. But for me, like, I don't have to. So like, I'm not worried about that shit. Like I'll never like post some shit on Instagram of like, you know, my brand new $60,000 car because you know, to me, I could have invested that sixty thousand dollars and made it one twenty in, in ten years. But now you're spending your sixty thousand dollars. That's going to diminish to fifteen thousand dollars. So, like, who has the better mm-hmm. business mind? That's how I look at exactly. it. Exactly. People think you they're know? rich. Unless if you're going, yeah, if you're going to do it, like, do it. 
but just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Everyone just decides to just keep buying liabilities at such a young age, thinking that they're rich, making a hundred thousand dollars a year right. when uh, people are out there actually making it happen, saving money. So with that being said, I want to transition to what do you do to actually save your money? Any type of vehicles that you put your money in, uh, any strategies that you kind of use? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I have a, I have a financial advisor, a couple like, you know, pretty safe stocks and I'm, and I, myself, I invested into, um, I will say it, it's not a big deal. Into Square Stock a couple of years ago. It's a POS system. We use it for the restaurant too. I'm hoping that's gonna be a future, like a long term one. But I don't I'm not like a stock guy at all. I don't really know that much about it. I kinda of heard it from a tip off from a couple of friends. So um I wouldn't like give advice on that stuff at all. I'm not in, in position to do that. But um in terms of saving my money, I mean I can definitely get better at that for sure. That's for sure. I mean, I'm not the best at it. Um I'm just saying I'm not really flashy with stuff like that, but I could definitely get better at it for sure. And I'm working on that right now, you know, personally, for sure. Because, I mean, listen, that's, you know, you can make, you can work the rest of it to make more money, but if you're not saving, it's kind of like stupid, you know? So it's like, yeah. if you work harder at that, it's going to balance out and come together. So. Exactly. You you can make a million dollars a year and still be in massive amounts of debt. That you see every day in the you know, NFL, NBA, it happens all the time. Exactly. So, so in, in closing, you want to leave us with any, uh, any thoughts, leave our viewers with any, anything that you really want to say, any message you want to get out there? Uh, not that, I mean, listen, I mean, you know, and if anybody needs advice with anything, I'm always here to help people, you know, business wise, you know, fitness wise, whatever it is, I'm always here to help. So just reach out to me. Uh, my Instagram handle is Lisi underscore strength underscore conditioning. How do you spell Lisi? Lisi, L-I-S-I, and then underscore strength underscore conditioning. Yeah. So uh, guys, I'll have the uh, all the links in the bio for everyone to do. Mike, uh, Mike actually did us a nice favor and got a little promo going. So if you guys follow the podcast, you follow, you repost the podcast, follow Mike, follow me, follow Landon, do your due diligence. Mike's going to give you a free month of group chaining. You could also get 15% off on a week of uh, New You Eats, which is awesome. The steak is sick. Got to tell you. And uh, also 50% off your first curbside purchase. If you're in the Long Island area, definitely check those out. We'll have the links in the bio. That being said, appreciate you guys tuning in. Mike, thanks a lot. Thank you guys for having appreciate me. I really, I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey guys, really hope you enjoyed our conversation with Mike. Please, please, please don't forget to subscribe to the Learn Lead podcast so you can have access to our exclusive offers and be updated on our future guests right around the corner. Subscribing to our podcast is free to do and will allow us to continue to provide value and connect with the people that you are most interested in. Just click the damn button, guys. Once again, thanks for tuning in. for tuning in to the learn lead podcast where you get to own your life stay tuned for our future guests coming soon make sure to like and subscribe